0: LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James Say what you mean Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean, I'm Jeff
1: And I'm Jake How are you dude? I'm good. I'm doing good. Early morning. It is an early morning. Yeah. I, I was. I was uh, out Chasing the door. The dream. Out the door at six thirty, grinding. <laughs> dude, I woke
0: up. I do, yeah. Okay. Yesterday, I woke up at like six thirty, and I just laid there, and I was like, I have so much homework. So then I got up and played Call of Duty for two hours. <laughs> sounds a, sounds about right. <laughs> oh, dude. And then and then Jen gets up and she's like, Hey, you've been up so long, and I was like, Yeah, I'm tired. She goes, Go take a nap. So I took a nap before work, didn't do any homework yesterday.
1: Yeah, there's always time.
0: <laughs> and then this morning, I woke up right at 7, and I was like, I have so much homework. So then I played some Call of Duty,
1: <laughs> then I did my homework a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You oh. always have, you have more time to do your homework you really, than you, I, than
0: you yes. really think you always, do. always, always, until it's like midnight on Friday, and then it's like, oh, God.
1: Oh, what, did, what did I do? And you tell yourself to make yourself feel better. I'm never doing this again. This yep. is the last time I'm ever doing this. Yep. And then the next assignment it comes around. Every time. Yeah.
0: Well, it's because I finished one assignment on, on Tuesday, like mm-hmm. super early. Yeah. And so it's like, I got time. But it's a completely different class, completely different assignment. So, But you just helped me with one of my assignments prior to this. So hopefully, I don't know. I want to post. I'll post it eventually when it's done. But it's for my content creation course. And it's an audio file that i'm working on okay and it'll be fun yeah i'll no, put it up it, on social media and stuff. It,
1: it's uh it's corny but it was fun to record dude
0: i want it to be corny we're corny dudes
1: it was nice to do that because it kind of got me like See? a little bit lightly that's Loosen right the shoulders a little yeah, bit
0: yeah yeah hey so one thing i wanted to tell you what's that so proud of tucker
1: oh dude yeah I'm just seeing him g- going and fetching birds yeah man he killed it oh so last year like i had to he didn't quite know what to do so like i had to like walk him out and show him yeah like point to the bird and then he would go get it uh-huh the first the first duck in the morning like i i shot it, and it was it, it, it died and hit the water and tucker just i didn't have to say go get it nothing he just he saw it and he recognized like he saw it fall and then he went bolted right after it, like went out all completely by himself completely unassisted it was awesome i love it um except he he doesn't like them if they're still kind of alive <laughs> uh, so, i would imagine so he won't pick them up if they're still like like alive uh-huh. and <laughs> oh, uh what? so so he goes out there and he he there's this one he trots out there and, and it's on its back and its its legs are, are, mm-hmm. g- are kicking this sounds morbid um and he goes it's out hunting dude and he goes out there and uh he like touches it with his nose and it starts like it like kicks him and so he he just he turns around and starts walking back <laughs> so i have to i go out there to get it mm-hmm. and by i'm walking out there to get it it starts to like swim away so then i had to like really like run through like knee-deep muddy mm-hmm. water to mm-hmm. like catch up to it and i finally got it it had a it had a band on it it was a banded mallard
0: yeah i saw you post a picture about that so tell me about that
1: bandit for whatever like duck hunters are weird this is yeah, probably I probably going to sound really really strange to people that's who I, like, wanted, aren't that's why I, want, I wanted you to tell like, me. Like one of the greatest like one of the greatest accomplishments like like shooting like a trophy bull elk or a trophy bull deer like right. is like with a big like a huge rack mm-hmm. on a deer is usually considered um you know like a once like, a really prized Mm-hmm. like trophy for for that type of hunting for waterfowl hunting because we don't really have any of that mm-hmm. it's um you shoot a if you shoot a a a a, a, Tagged. a a bird that has a band on it okay band and what they do is they they, they band them as they band them as chicks or as like young young adult birds mm-hmm. and they have each bird each man has its own number mm-hmm. and then you can go to the federal department of fish and wildlife's website and it'll tells you how, uh, when the bird was banded, where it was banded mm. and stuff like that. And they're hard to come by. Like people will hunt their whole lives and maybe only get a couple. I, this was my fifth band ever. So it's, it's, it's special when you shoot one. Mm-hmm.
0: Did um, you look it up? Yeah. So that's cool.
1: It was, it was, uh, it was banded literally a month ago in scapoos. Aw, um, so it was it didn't, it, it didn't come from very far, but I, I mean, like, I shot a, a banded pintail, uh, years ago that came from, um, uh, Juneau, Alaska. And oh I a, wow! I had a mallard that was um, nine years old when I sh- when I shot it, and it was uh, abandoned in Alberta, Canada. Mm, mm-hmm. So that was that was that cool. is kind
0: of cool. I like that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it it's it's it's, it's weird because like one like one person said like why do you, why do you celebrate shooting a duck that has already been caught once? Cause it
0: on your comments?
1: No. Oh. It just just it, in general, that's an a, argument that's yeah. made. So. well
0: I don't know and I tell me if this is wrong but it's like there's hunt you know you're hunting for sport but you're also eating the animals mm-hmm. and that's just an an element of the sport you know what i mean yeah. we've talked pre- previously about the appreciation for the wildlife and 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 doing what you can to preserve wildlife and hunting together um but this is just kind of a cool way to look at the tracking and and i I don't know i think that's cool
1: yeah they they ban them to see you know where flight flight migrations yeah like i yeah. should make migra- migration patterns and stuff like that and so i mean and it's it's a it's a quirk um, yeah. I under- yeah it probably sounds really really weird to people who don't hunt <laughs> like why do you care about this little silver band on a duck's leg but it's it's important in within the within the context of the sport. It it's, right. it's a it's a big deal. Right. But.
0: Well, proud of Tuck. He's got getting out there. I like that. How Bo, no interest?
1: We haven't taken him out yet. Okay. I haven't shot near him mm, yet, so yeah. I, I'm a little nervous. I think we're gonna try to take him Sunday with okay. Tucker and see how he does. Mm. So okay. we'll see how that yeah. goes. He's still Tuck, Bo is still super, super um high energy. Oh so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What else is new?
1: Um, What else is new? Well, the Jets won on Sunday.
0: Oh, championship.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I promise you that if, if they oh. won. That's right. Oh, I pr- dude. Everybody's waiting on the edge of their seat for this. Yeah, so I have a ritual. <laughs> okay, if first to... of all, let's recap
0: episode okay. one. Yes. Because I guess I misunderstood it, and I think CJ did too.
1: So I have a ritual yes. that when the Jets are down, I get on a elli- I get on an elliptical. I used to do this, and I would run on the elliptical until the Jets regain the leader until the game was over. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that was just my that was my good luck charm. But I don't I n- I've never had a. Um, well, then yeah. CJ texted you and said Jake because the Jets were winning mm-hmm. the entire game, and. They didn't trail at all during the game, and so I think CJ texted you and said, Jake's elliptical must be something right now. I forget what it was. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull it up.
0: It's so good. I posted it on our Twitter, too. Cause it, or our Facebook. Cause it, or our Instagram. I don't know. Social media. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, gosh. Dang it. I'll have to find it. Anyways.
1: So, anyway, he says something about Jake's elliptical we must be getting a lot of work. Taking a beating Taking a beating right now. And... <laughs> And um,
0: Jake's elliptical is taking a pounding right pounding now. Pounding right
1: yeah. now, yeah. So I mean, the Jets did all they could to blow that game. They are a twenty-one-three lead, and it came down to having to stop the two-point conversion attempt with under forty seconds. Well, left.
0: and I got the typical Jake text of, "We just lost. It's lost. We lost. It's over." Yep. No <laughs> text
1: is as a Blazer Jets as a Blazer and Jets fan, you just always expect right them to blow it. Or make the game way more. The, all wins come way more difficult than they have to be usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, of um, but I don't have a ritual for keeping the lead. Okay. So I th- I think that's where the miscon the misconception came right.
0: in. Right. Well, at least from my end, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: So anyway, I said if they win, I would because I, I was doing something mm-hmm. and they ended up pulling it out. So I told you that if if they won, I would tell you what my what my new. Um, ritual will be to right. hold the lead
0: and you also have something in the in your back pocket for the day that they win a championship right that you won't tell yes okay no one will know okay. what
1: my what my celebration okay. will be until when, it happens when they win a okay. super bowl okay. then if they if the jets are in the ever in the super bowl just you should record it well You'll either see a grown man cry, or you'll see the greatest <laughs> celebration of all time.
0: Uh, if they're in the Super Bowl, I'm coming over, and I'm watching it with you.
1: I think everybody... I know, I'm debating whether I want people with me, or if I just want to watch it alone no. in a secluded room. Nope,
0: no, we all want to watch you cry.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> they will find a way to lose the Super Bowl. Oh, oh no, I meant cry like with Tappy, because they win. Oh, no. Come yeah. on, dude. Anyway, so my new, so to make good on my promise, okay, my my new ritual when the Jets have the lead mm-hmm. is stretching.
0: <laughs> what do you mean, S-
1: stretching? Like your calves? Yeah, doing hamstring stretches.
0: How are you watching while you're stretching? Are you like laying down with your foot out and touching your toes?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> so what? I'll, something I'll do is like I'll lay like at an um. I'll I'll lay with with my with like um, with back on the back on the floor yeah like with my legs up and butt against the wall okay. and my legs straight up and then like reach towards my toes. Mm-hmm. That's a really good hamstring stretch. <laughs> so that's what I was doing the entire the entire second half. Okay, was was stretching. You
0: should just like start doing all like super like really healthy beneficial things during their games <laughs> and whatever works just stick with it like, yeah right i only eat i only eat vegetables during the jets game you know what i mean so you're just <laughs> eating nothing but vegetables or some, you know
1: i need to find something for the blazers because <sighs> they play way more often than the jets do
0: well we bet tacos we so do i'm ready for a whole new we season we of do tacos tacos
1: do um, i still owe you tacos i
0: don't know we're it resets every okay. year if you owe me from last year shame on you yeah oh wait maybe
1: i think i owe from you from the playoffs i think i still owe you tacos from the playoffs it's all good
0: um all right cool
1: what about you what's up with you
0: i don't really just a lot jen keeps telling me i have too much on my plate and i do but i just love everything i'm doing so mm-hmm. it's like it's i don't want to take anything off my plate so i'll just keep pounding away Keep pounding the rock. Yeah, just be Uh, careful with that. I know, I know. It's easy to get burned I know it is. And no one knows more than you where I'm at, you know. So it's just like like this. I love doing this. I'm never going to stop doing this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could be doing homework right now. I should be doing homework right now. But I'm committed to this. Mm -hmm. And then Dimitri will be like, hey, let's record Sunday morning. And I'm like, okay, I have a shit ton of homework, but... All right, let's do it because I like hanging out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I'm doing things; I'm just hanging out, talking with you. Yeah. Um, and I should, you know, we're friends. I should make time for my friendships. That's important. Yeah. So it's not like a um an obligation. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
1: You're not You're not wasting time. Right. Right.
0: No. Right. And then it's like, oh, I have to work fifty hours. Is it fifty hours? Fifty hours this week. Um, I've been getting off early, though. It's kind to of tight. Working on homework a little bit at work, too. Nice. Um, so it's not, it's not that much. It's not that bad. It's just it's constantly. Every weekend, there's freaking something. It's like, blech. Yeah. But on a good note, yeah. Jennifer and I went to see the endometriosis specialist. Oh, yeah? And we have a surgery date. Oh. And he seems like freakishly confident
1: really yeah well that's that's good news
0: said it's the first time in 30 years she sat in front of a doctor who didn't look or talk to her like she was crazy hmm. Who, well, for the first time the doctor knew exactly what she was talking about and knew why this
1: is that private specialist <clears throat> okay mm-hmm, yeah
0: mm-hmm. So January is her surgery, and we're gonna get her all fixed up and feeling better. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm that excited is... for her to just feel good.
1: Yeah, no kidding. It's been a long, tough road. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's like the best news we've had in three years. Even with all the infertility and the baby stuff, like this is the at least she'll start feeling better. Yeah. So, um, we're still looking at kiddos. Um, still inquiring on kiddos. We're not. You know, we're still kind of. I mean there's only so much we can do on our end But yeah. we're really just like We'll see what happens We'll let it be And just go with the flow Especially with surgery Kind of mm-hmm. looming in yeah. the in the near future So we're not pushing for anything Not that we could push for anything mm-hmm. I don't think I mean yeah. we could be more aggressive I think But we're kind of just inquiring And then just waiting for a response And then just letting things kind of take its course yeah. And then maybe after her surgery We are a little more aggressive But who knows so, I mean, there is a lot going on, yeah. but... <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, you know, there's nothing, and then there's like, there's yeah. really all of this. Yeah,
0: I You know, I was talking to CJ this weekend. I went and saw him and, and Matt and Micah, and we are just talking about just the chaos of life, and, and, you know, CJ's like, men, you know, typically try to like, compartmentalize our lives and like, okay, I'm going to do this first, and then focus on this, yeah. and then focus on that. And I think that that it can, be, it can be harmful, but it can also be very helpful, and I think in this case of everything that I have going on, you know, when I walk into work, I shut my mind off of everything else that's going on outside, and then when it slows down, I kind of do a little bit of homework, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and it leaks in, but otherwise, it's very much like, okay, it's work time, okay, it's play time, okay, it's work time, okay, it's this time, you know yeah. what I mean? yeah, yeah. Which is interesting I don't know It was a good conversation I love talking to those guys They always have so much insight But dem boys Mm -hmm. um, But we gotta get you All four of us hanging out
1: Yeah I would love to Oh yeah CJ's awesome I'd like to meet Those are his brothers Micah and Matt Matt.
0: Yeah. So What's going on In the world around us Jacob So much So much We talked uh, Real quick I wanna just mention real quick We talked a lot About China Mm Mm-hmm last
1: week we did
0: and you and I have been talking all week and I don't know I don't I don't I don't know if you're if our listeners are basketball fans or if they are but I don't know how you like have not heard about LeBron James this week
1: Le- yeah LeBron stepped in it
0: he is like he's like making it and then stepping in it
1: <laughs> I don't know, he can't get out of his own way man
0: he's like taking a crap and then just going i don't know and just stepping in it like let's see what happens
1: i have no just no words for for what for what transcribed um the last couple days with him it's
0: just embarrassing dude it's embarrassing
1: well it just it it was it he i think he he tried to like um veil it with saying people could be hurt physically, spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. but dude, just stop after saying financially because everything after that was just bullshit. Yeah. Like no I should do we have the clip should we should we play it or
0: Um I'm trying to find some quotes, but yeah, um
1: He basically said that Daryl Yeah, right here. I found, is, I found okay, it. Okay, got it. All right. Yeah,
0: okay. So I, I the thing that you and I always do, and we try to do it with ourselves, is like if if we're feeling like we are being hypocritical, or that we're doing something in the outside world that maybe the audience isn't aware of, we try to call ourselves out on like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But we also try to call other people out on their crap. Yeah. And we're just such basketball fans, and you know we've we've stood up and talked about LeBron James um, when when politicians were telling him to just shut up and dribble. Yeah.
1: We defend. we defended him right r- hard, hard. And he, hard. and
0: he, he said, you know, um, injustice everywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Um our lives begin um he quoted Martin Luther King, but um our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter is what he tweeted in January fifteenth and twenty eighteen. So then this whole China thing happens and he's asked about it because he <clears throat> We talked last week about mm-hmm. how he responded, I'm basically saying that Daryl Morey didn't know what he was talking about, and maybe he shouldn't have spoke on things that he didn't understand, which is wrong, Just because flat wrong. Daryl Morey knew exactly what he was saying, mm-hmm. and he knew ex- he knows exactly what's going on in China.
1: Yeah, he 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 graduated in his undergrad, did his undergraduate work at Northwestern University, and then got his graduate degree from MIT. I, I think wow. I think he's. He's a pretty smart guy.
0: Yeah. Um, but he doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to the politics of China, I guess, yeah, according yeah. to LeBron James. So when asked about kind of the backlash that he is, he's getting dumped on, dude. As,
1: as he should.
0: He says so many people could be could have been harmed, not only financially, period. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's where it ends. Yeah. Like, Why? That's where you start. Mm -hmm. But he says, not only financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative that comes with that, too. Just.
1: Whoa, wait. He tweeted that. Yeah. And then I didn't see that. I just saw the clips. I don't know. He tweeted it either. Whoa. Wow. Because then he also, st- when when asked about it the next day, doubled down and said that um, Daryl Morey should have at least waited a week because mm-hmm. his team in the NBA went through a really rough week. Because he, the Lakers were in China when Daryl Morey sent that tweet.
2: Oh. So LeBron's, Poor guy. LeBron's,
1: LeBron's <laughs> over there trying to, you know, drum, you know, get advertising, you know, he, doing advertising stuff, doing um, meet and greets. All over China, like that stuff that's lucrative. Like that's yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. They have three hundred million people who watch the NBA in China. Oh my god. So yeah, you can def- definitely tell he was mad because it hurt his bot it hurt LeBron's bottom Daryl Morey's tweet hurt LeBron's bottom line and LeBron wasn't happy about it. That's that's one hundred percent where all of this was coming from.
0: I didn't is- know that. He was out there at that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I remember, like, seeing him, like, in China or in China, but I didn't know it was, like, at the same time. Wow. Okay. I'm going to try to find this clip of the interview that I think I sent it to you at practice.
1: Yes, it was yeah. uh, It was after practice. Yeah,
0: hold on. Okay, I found it. All right. Uh, I'm just going to play this thing because okay. uh, yeah, I think it, it's important.
1: It's better to maybe hear it in, in his voice. Yeah,
0: not us trying to say what he said. yeah (laughs) of course I just screwed that up I
3: just think that you know when you're misinformed or you're not educated about something um, and and I'm just talking about um, you know the tweet itself you know you never know the ramifications that can happen Um, and um, you know we all see what that did Um, not only did um, for our league um, but for all of us in America uh, for people um, in China as well and sometimes you have to think through uh things that you say that may cause harm not only for yourself but for, for for the majority of people
0: that's all they have on there for that part he said a lot more he just keeps rambling dude
1: yeah i just i thought the i thought the, the how people were hurt um spiritually like how how lebron how were people hurt spiritually by by, by Maury's. By Maury's tweet. tweet standing up for democracy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just for me, that I will never be the person to say shut up and dribble. LeBron can say whatever the hell he wants to say. Absolutely. And there in to his point, there's going to be ramifications for, for free speech. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's he's dealing he's with that. He's dealing with that right now. <laughs> um my biggest problem with, with with this with this, other than the fact that he's basically like kneeling to China, yeah. is that Daryl More, stop insulting! It's, it's it's the insulting of Daryl Morey's intelligence, right. or insinuating right. that Daryl Morey was was uneducated. Oh, it's like okay, LeBron, then let's sit down and actually discuss you know Sino-U.S. relations, right? In the in how the NBA fits within the you know broader context of of uh, of you know current tensions, right? It, if you can't have that debate, don't tell somebody else that they don't know what they're talking right. about, right? So, at, at least do what Steve Kerr did and punt. Yeah, at the at minimum.
0: Well, and so my frustration here is with him going like, they're 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 trying to they're trying to ask him like, how do you feel about the backlash? What do you think about this? You know, they're pushing him, these reporters. Um, and at one point, they're like, you know, how do you think this is going to affect you know you and 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 the league? And he goes, you know. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to play basketball and I'm trying to win games and I'm trying to get this this franchise a championship. And to me that is him saying I'd rather just shut up and dribble. Yeah. I mean that's how I'm reading it cuz they're asking him, "Okay, dude, you want to stand for injustice everywhere? Here's your chance. Yeah. Say something." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Nah, I'm just going to play basketball." I, I, dude, listen, I love LeBron, but this is frustrating. And this is disgusting. I'm disgusted by his – just like and, – and there's more to that. If you want to look up more of the interview after practice, I've sent you clips, and I've, yeah. I've talked to CJ and Matt and Micah about this also. But he is just burying himself. Yeah. The longer he talks, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like an idiot.
1: He really does. <laughs> and
0: I'm just like, dude, stop. And it's all over the league, dude. A reporter from, I can't remember where, tried to ask um, Harden and Westbrook questions about it because it's their franchise that Daryl Morey is the GM Mm -hmm. for, and she got basically shut down by security. They were like, nah, you're done, and they pulled the mic from her. Yeah, It's Mm -hmm. league-wide. Marriott Hotel, I didn't read the details on it, but essentially trying to ask them to shut down their website, so they did. It, I, I sent you a meme. I guess mm-hmm. it was about a. It was kind of a dirty meme, but it was uh, a prostitute tatted with all of the companies and businesses that are just bowing to China.
1: Mm-hmm. With Xi Jinping as the uh, the John the John in the car? <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's like, w- what do you want me to say? And it's like anything. <laughs> I'll say anything. It's like, oh my word!
1: This is the kind of stuff that we used to we. Have done to other. The United States has done kind of to other countries mm. on, on, a, Whoa. on a on a less on a less sinister on a less sinister way. But what my point is, uh-huh. and I'm not saying like we are trying to curb free speech in other right, countries, right? But we have the because of our power and our mm-hmm. so, and, mm-hmm. the, and the amount of economic power and military power that the United States has wielded since the end of World War II right. is that we have had the ability to try to we've had the ability to shape events within sovereign nations, right. and that is if there's ever like a barometer for power, when you can see a country who has the ability to shape domestic affairs within the United, within the United States. Right. If there was ever like a indication that power between the United States and China is reaching more of an equilibrium. Yes. This is a good indication of it. Yeah. And you know, political scientists are, this is, I mean, this is, there's all you can try to distribute all sorts of theories like does it end in war does it leave it into stability is this like going to end up being another cold war with two separate spheres of influences around the world where everybody bandwagons with the two major hegemonic right. powers it's it's incredibly interesting but also scary at the same it's also scary at the same time because we're really entering into a lot of unknown um, there hasn't really been a power transition in a long time mm-hmm. and so how does how does the current world system? adjust for that right. um and so china's power is definitely gro- definitely growing and f- and it's just interesting that uh i'm not saying that i'm not trying to draw equivalencies between china and the united states right there's a lot of difference there but what i was what i'm noticing is that the united states has been it ha- has its ability to tra- to to influence mm-hmm. and it, it china is starting to exhibit those same characteristics yeah
0: i found this i want to see if it'll play through here real quick
3: Criticism comes from like as complex as the issue might be. I think generally it's talking about freedom of speech and human rights issues. Where do you, how do you kind of process this? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously it's a, I mean, it's a tough situation that we're all in right now. Um, as an association, as athletes, owners, GMs, whatever, so so forth. Um, and I think. You know, when an issue comes up, if you feel passionate about it, or you feel like um, it's something you want to talk about, then then so be it. Um, I also don't think that um, every issue should be everybody's problem as well. You know, so you know, when things come up, there's there's multiple things that, that we haven't talked about that happen in our own in our own country that we don't bring up. You know, there's things that happen in my own community that you know, trying to help my kids graduate uh, high school and go off to college is. You know, what's been my main concern over the last couple of years, you know, in my school, um, you know, trying to make sure that the inner city kids that grow up in my hometown can have a brighter future and look at me as inspiration to get out of the, you know, the hell hold of of the inner city, you know, and we don't talk about those stories enough, um, but we tend to, you know, want to talk about so many other things as well. So there's issues all over the world, um, and and we, I think the, the best thing we can do is... You know, if you feel passionate about it, talk about it. Um, if you're not, um, if you don't have a lot of knowledge about it, or you don't quite understand it. I don't think you should talk about it, because uh, it just puts you in a, in a tough position. So. You plan to Last question, please. I, just need to... I plan on being here, being the captain of this team, and trying to figure out a way how we can win a championship. That's that's my main goal right now. Um, I feel like I talked about it yesterday. Um, I tweeted out a couple responses to people not understanding. You know my knowledge of what it came from, from my brain, and, and, and for me learning from the situation. I'm talking about it now, and uh, I probably won't talk about it again uh, because I'll be cheating my teammates if I continue to harp on something that won't benefit. Russell Westbrook.
0: So he, sorry, um, he, the reporter asked right there, like, do you do you plan on looking more into this and 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 educating yourself on this more? And he's like, no, I plan on practicing and playing basketball.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I just like, we don't focus on domestic issues enough there, mm-hmm. so we shouldn't care about, that's how I read it. It's like, it's, it, there's this, that's such an extreme isolationist kind of stance. Like yeah. there's all this stuff going on in the world. Why should we worry about what's going on outside yeah, yeah, of our absolutely. borders, especially if it's going to affect us negatively, right? economically or, you know, financially. Yeah.
0: It's a little I, bit of whataboutism, a little bit of isolationism. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that Trump... It's the same America... It's the same ideology of America first. Yeah. Right? We're going to worry about ourselves first and nobody else. Yeah. In, in without understanding that things that in this globalized modern world where technolo- technology has linked the world closer than it has ever been, we're closer to people around the world than we've ever been mm-hmm. in the history of of humanity, you can't just run and hide yeah. what happens all over the world is going to wash up on our shores eventually yeah. in some way, in some form or another. You just can't ignore it. And in this country can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can carry up, we can care about the inner city kids in Akron and still care about, um, democratic democratic movements in Hong Kong. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. He's shooting himself in the foot. I think people are pissed. I don't think I've seen anybody be like, yeah, you got this. I don't think I've seen one, one person support the ideas of the NBA shutting this down or LeBron shutting this down. And I think Adam Silver is supposed to go over there and talk Hmm. to China.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um,
0: I don't want to be on this too long, but I'm just, I want to update, you know, and say like,
1: sure. I mean, we did talk about it. We we talked about it at a time and I know it's important to both of us. Mm -hmm. makes me feel less bad about illegally streaming the services. (laughs)
0: that's amazing yeah for sure
1: <laughs> so take that nba yeah,
0: suck it. we're watching it for free <laughs> we're not gosh okay what else do you have sorry moving on moving, moving on. on
1: well uh i did you watch uh do you want to talk about the debates or do you want to talk about uh oh, the Kurds? dude i'm so
0: over the debates
1: you want to talk about them a i bit? mean
0: kind of I, I was at work okay. and uh, my coworker was like, the debates are happening. And just, you know, I, I don't know why I do this, but sometimes I like to act like I'm completely like oblivious or dumb to the world that's around me. Mm. <laughs> so I'll just he'll be like, oh, the debates are he's he's watching the debates. And and, um, and I'll just I can hear him the debates going on as I'm like working. He's kind of watching on his phone quietly. And I'm just like, hey. And he's like, yeah. And I go, who's winning? and he's the, like
1: the debate yeah
0: no. <laughs> and he goes what do you mean i go what's the score and he's just <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> it's like okay obviously you know there's no score no anything you know mm-hmm. but i'm just i'm being facetious but i'm also like i just it, it, there, there's literally language being used in the beginning of these 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 things where they're like do you have any zingers like that i'm immediately checked out i don't care yeah. Whatever you have to say now, I'm I'm out of it. I don't have any interest in it. If I am interested in what you have to say, I know that it's a way to get their name out there mm-hmm. through through the households in America. Yeah, I get that. And for me, it's just like I get. It's because we operate different. You and I, I think mm-hmm. is like if we want to know about something, we'll go and fucking read about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So when I, when I see – I'm like, who's the candidates? Okay, I'll go and read about them, and then I'll decide from there. Mm-hmm. I don't need to watch them zing each other sure. on TV to be motivated. Yeah. You them, know what I mean?
1: For sure. I mean, if you came out of that debate thinking anybody anybody particularly won, it's just because you were predisposed to like that person. I agree. They, they talk about nothing specific. Yeah. Enough to where you could be like, okay, that policy doesn't make sense or that policy makes sense because nobody challenges them on the specifics. Right. So everything that Bernie or Warren or any of anybody on that stage you know goes out and propagates, I mean, what you can say like, well, yes, it will work or no, it won't work, but honestly that's just you're predisposed to like a certain candidate, so therefore you think they won. If you if you liked if you went in thinking liking Biden, and you thought Biden was the best candidate. You probably thought Biden won the debate, right? Vice, and you could say that for pretty much anybody. I went in, I, I watched that whole debate, and I thought Tulsi Gabbard was an absolute train wreck. And oh, there are people who I agree. There are people who said that she won the debate. I'm mean, just like I don't know how you come to that conclusion, but that's but that's to my point, right? Yeah, you're predisposed to like a candidate, therefore everything they say because it's, it goes unchecked. Right. It sounds great, but saying Syrians are dying in Yemen and uh, oh my god, I don't know if you watched her her part on foreign policy, but I didn't. Dude, it I was, didn't watch all it. It was rough. Wasn't it. it was one of some of the worst I've. I just I've feel ever like she's heard.
0: saying yes to everything. <laughs> She like, is. Yeah, she's like. Uh, wait, what's what's hot right now? Okay, yeah, I support that too.
1: Yeah. Well, she just she got let back onto the stage because she didn't qualify for the last one, but because CNN expanded it from ten to twelve, she got
0: mm, she got back in. Interesting. Um, CJ so, sent me an interesting tweet. Okay. From uh, Julian Castro.
1: Oh yeah, the the former HUD secretary.
0: It says. I mean, it's a pretty good tweet. But, CJ, what did he say? How to get Jeff's vote 101. Okay. <laughs> and then he said, in- me this tweet. I'm, in- I'm interested. Three hours. No questions tonight about climate, housing, or immigration. Climate change is an existential threat. America has a housing crisis. And children are in cages at the border. But, you know, Ellen.
1: Yeah, the Ellen question I thought was a bit... But the thing is that the last three debates, yeah. talked they talked extensively about those three topics. Yeah, they oh, talked, okay. They talked more extensively about foreign policy this time, right? Which, what are you going to do every every month? You're having one of these debates. You're just going to rehash the same exact questions. Mm-hmm. There are more topics than just three, right? So I don't know. I don't have to necessarily have a huge problem with them tabling mm-hmm. those for one debate. Okay, but that's just I mean, well, I
0: you did you? I'm assuming you watched them. Yeah. Did you go to the watch party?
1: I was going to, but my <laughs> sister's. It was actually ended up being my sister's birthday. <laughs> Fucking Sarah. I know. <laughs> God damn it.
0: <laughs> Happy birthday. Um. So, I. What do you think? You watch it? I kind of listened to the beginning of it, and then they were talking about zingers, and I was like,
1: no. Nope. The most. <laughs> the most frustrating thing for me, um, was Warren. Being asked explicitly multiple times. Oh, I I know what you're talking are about. Are you raising taxes yes. on the middle class to yes. pay for Medicare for all? She would all? not answer And it. she would well, cost. She said costs are going costs are going down for the middle class and they're going up for the rich and corporations. Right. Okay. But are taxes being raised, right? Because your your costs is based your your what you're stating is costs that's based on projections. Right. The actual taxation that's a hard number. Right. Is that going up?
0: Yeah. And I mean. So what do you think? So in in contrast to kind of her avoiding the question, we've heard Bernie say, "Yeah, people are going to pay more, but it's going to benefit in the bigger picture." Yeah, and,
1: and Bernie said, Bernie straight up said, "Yeah, t- t- taxes are going to be raised." That's what I'm saying. Cost.
0: He's owning that, and he's and he's saying, "Yes." And
1: I may disagree with him, right? But at least he's out. At least he's saying, hey, "Yes, this is where the invoice is going." Right. I'm not going to punt on that, right? you know and I'll respect him for that.
0: Yeah, I heard multiple like not just on like through news media or media that she was avoiding the question mm-hmm. but from other people who had watched it. So I'm yeah. glad you brought that up.
1: I thought um it was interesting for to me cuz Beto became really marginalized in this debate. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't much of a player. Mm-hmm. So was Cory Booker. Both of those guys I think really they didn't get much chance to talk and when they talked it wasn't it wasn't they didn't say anything because I think they were trying to get so much into one mm. little like 30 second soundbite that they ended up just trying to say, we were all better than Donald Trump. It's like, OK, we get we get yeah. that. I, at say the beginning, meaningful. that's what I heard a bunch of. Say something meaningful. Yeah. Um, for. It was interesting because Buttigieg, I thought, was for the first three debates was kind of wasn't sure where he wanted to shoehorn himself mm-hmm. whether he's going to be a moderate or whether he's going to be a progressive and he was kind of like waffling we kind of playing the fence on both sides mm-hmm. and i thought it really hurt him right i thought this was his strongest debate okay because he took definitively a stance that was his that was his own and unique mm. and he came out as a. I think he i think he's more comfortable in more believes in a more moderate stance mm-hmm. than trying to play the politics of thinking okay well the the party's pushing left i need to go that way he came out regardless of how i uh, how i feel i think that he was really really came across as incredibly genuine and that's really all you can gauge from these debates you're not getting any like i said you're not getting anything policy specifics but you can try to i think you can gauge the authenticity of people um and how well they handle criticism because there's going to be going on a debate stage with trump is going to be a huge challenge yeah and i thought that Buttigieg did a really good job of of articulating what he meant because I think he believed what he was saying, so it came across as really right, genuine right and he but he definitely established himself as more of a moderate. Mm-hmm. He didn't he when the debate was happening between uh, Andrew Yang and Bernie Sanders, there was a good back and forth talking about well should there be a federal jobs guarantee or should there be a universal basic income. Mm-hmm and buddha judge didn't argue for either one of them so i mean that that's a pretty moderate stance mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. argued for the status quo of over the last 70 years of u.s foreign policy wow. saying that there is a middle ground between extreme isolationism and being the world police like there is you know that when when america backs out of its out of its engagements there, there's a void and america is strongest when it is in that leadership role it's a very status quo right, foreign policy right. stance um i was so i Jake,
0: no, no, no! Don't you know we need to change everything?
1: <laughs> Trump, Trump, everything Trump has done is bad. So therefore, we have to do the exact opposite. Well, everything,
0: everything was already bad, so Trump had to change everything. And now that everything he's changed has to be changed, yeah. So nothing can stay the same. No, nothing worked for two hundred <laughs> years, Jake.
1: <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Okay. And there was a, and then he was arguing against uh, Medicare for all mm. plan, which would eliminate private insurance. He right. was saying that there, there needs to be. Still, private insurance option. So, very much a Biden-esque mm. candidate, but he's like Biden, young, but younger. Is right. how he came across to me. So, I don't know. I thought he mm. had a strong. I thought he had a strong debate. Um, they had let, let some guy up there, Tom Steyer, mm-hmm. who's a billionaire hedge fund manager guy. I don't know how you ended up on that debate, but he didn't get much chance to talk either. Mm. So it was an interest all around. It was a interesting debate. You said
0: something I want to ask you about. Sure. You said that you think going in a debate with Donald Trump will be difficult. Mm -hmm. Why do you think so? Well,
1: because he, he, he's not going to, he's just going to rely on the same tactics that he's done in the past, Mm -hmm. which is just levy unfounded claims against people. Right. Right. He'll just use factually incorrect information Right. to try to you can't. How can on a debate stage when you don't have a computer to sit there, or you don't have a fact checker who's going to call somebody out, and right. allow him to say whatever he wants to say?
0: What do you think should be done about that? Do you think it's the role of the moderator to just be like, "That's not true"?
1: No, because then you're going to get called, and then yeah. they'll get they'll sell yeah. their bias, right? You know that the moderators are for biased. facts. We live, in, <laughs> we live in an alternative reality, man. <sighs>
0: Yeah, it's going to get nasty, the and he's going pro- to call like, names. Think, and any think... he... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go. Ahead. I'm just thinking about anyone who tries to say like, "Okay, define that word." You know, he'll he'll never he'll never step to a challenge where he actually has to display how little he knows. Mm-hmm. He'll always find a way to back down and and be vicious or 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 rude. Yeah. You know.
1: Hmm. Well, and 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 um. And that's what got him that's what kind of got him elected it is. is being vague yeah um and playing and hitting the buzzwords that his base likes to hear right so um yeah i i, I don't it's going to be almost impossible to try to debate him because of, because of how vague he is mm-hmm. but at the same time so basically it's going to devolve to who who can paint a Better picture in the minds of the voters, yeah. Because there's not going to be any policy specifics. I think the only way to fix this is to literally have the CNN or whoever is hosting the debates mm-hmm. has months to prepare for these. They know when they're happening. Right. They know when they are going to have these candidates. Who's what candidates are going to be there? Limit it, eliminate it down to four or five candidates, and literally have one per like have a team of people go through every single plan that those people have put out to to date go through them and literally make those candidates on the stage have to answer for the major points of those plans, their plans. this is yeah. what your plan says explain it it won't ever happen because I don't think a candidate would ever show up to that kind of debate right. that's way, there's weight that's way that's asking way too much of them mm-hmm. and I don't think most of them can actually really articulate it down because those those pol- most of those policies are being written by hired experts right. And they're just told to go out and regurgitate them because nobody, most of those candidates don't know anything about foreign policy mm-hmm. or most of them don't really have much, don't know much about healthcare law. Right. Or oh yeah. Some some of them do because they've been in the Senate and helped write the current law, but most of them don't. So they're going off of the knowledge of other people. Mm-hmm. So I get why they wouldn't do it, but I feel like that's the only way to try to eliminate the major issues with these, with these, um, with these debates. Right.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I know I'm saying it again and I know that we have one listener <laughs> who reached out to me last week. I talked to you about it and she was like, it crushes me that you're just like want nothing to do with all of this. But I think the debates are another thing that I'm just like, I'm just completely turned off from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if that's good or bad. um, But you know, her and I had a talk about, you know, how important it is to be involved and blah, 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 blah. But I did tell her, you know. If I told her if anyone's gonna get me interested in politics and want to participate, it's her. Mm-hmm. Which I think is true. Um, because she she comes she she's pragmatic, like you and I try to be. So But I think in my pursuit of trying to be pragmatic, I'm so turned off and annoyed by just the the whims of the masses, and let's just make this sport and let's just Try to jab each other, and and I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, or I'm going to say whatever it takes to win. All of that immediately turns me off. Mm -hmm. So, I'm announcing today I'm voting for Donald Trump. (laughs) 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 Oh, speaking of Trump, what's up in Turkey, boy? And it's cancer.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been this has long been happening. I I, do we? I don't know how far we want to go back. Ah. and this has been and this has been a major issue uh turkey it it's it's difficult turkey is a um is a nato is a nato ally mm-hmm. so it's a precarious situation for the united states but uh when they elected um megatron <laughs> megatron or erdoğan <laughs> uh he has really destroyed any sort of semblance of democratic process within the country and he's essentially he's essentially a dictator yeah um masquerading in a democracy he's closed off the free he's closed off the press he's he's uh he's labeled he's gone after political dissidents Mm -hmm. he's um semi-nationalized major industries um uh, appointed friendly allies to the heads of major telecommunications um industry, so it's basically sta- at this point it's state run it it's state run media within turkey mm-hmm. um, has controls o- and therefore has controls over the messaging yep it's a, it's a, it's an absolute mess they shouldn't be in nato anymore nato should should eject them mm-hmm. in my opinion um but what they what they've done recently is after uh well during the when this all starts this all stems from the arab spring which was grassroots movements throughout the Arab world of people trying of of groups of people within each nation trying to overthrow and overthrow long-standing dictators and create new forms of government each each revolution within each country is different um but it's called the Arab Spring and it's not really it's it's a it was a fragmented movement not they weren't all seeking the same type of thing it it Came around. It came about differently in each country. It's what they were seeking in 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 each country was different. It was different in Egypt, as it was in Libya, as it was in Syria, um, as it was in Tunisia. It was all. It's all different. But Syria ended up being one of the worst because the of the Assad regime, mm-hmm. yeah. which came down incredibly brutal on came down brutally on the on the rebels, and with already the fractionalization within iraq after the after the iraq war and the rise of isis you had all these warring factions going on you had the rebels trying to overthrow assad you had isis trying to set up their own their own country their own what they call a caliphate which is a country um that is ruled by sharia law the law of the quran so you have um and caught in the middle of all of this is the kurds who have long been a nation without a state and they're spread around four different countries. There's a population of them in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. And they have long since sought a free and independent state. And they, they just haven't been able to get that. So, but they had, they were getting torn apart by ISIS. So the Kurds had a, had a reason to ally with the United States in our fight against ISIS in, in Syria. And they, they were, we've been training the Kurds for a long period of time, both in Iraq and in Syria, our U.S. Special Forces, which Army Special Forces, they, um, U.S. Army Army Special Forces specialize in training local populations on how, you know, on being combatants. Mm -hmm. And so there is a very close tie between Kurds and U.S. Special Forces. And our U.S. Special Forces were still on the ground, even after Trump declared victory against ISIS- well the turkey has had a long-standing tensions with kurds because there is the the pkk which is a workers a kurdish workers union that is actually labeled by turkey as a terrorist organization have been at war with turkish kurds forever because turkeys turn the kurds are trying to carve out their own little nation state within turkey and turkey doesn't want to lose land and so Because of the the Turkish, the Democratic Turkish Kurd, sorry, the Democratic Kurd, the Kurdish Democratic forces in northern, in southern Syria, or northern Syria, in Syria, um, (laughs) have have ties to the PKK in Turkey. So Turkey wants to push back the Kurds off of the border between Syria and Turkey. So... Uh, but they weren't going to do that. They've, they've keep, they, at multiple times they've hinted at doing it. Mm-hmm. But because there was U.S. troops on the ground working with the Kurds, there was no way they were going to risk killing American lives. Right. That would be hell for Turkey. If there were any U.S. soldiers killed by Turkey, shit would have rained down on them. Right. So that had been the long, that had been the standing policy of the United States is to r- keep U.S. troops to protect the Kurds. And that was understood,
0: but also to to keep tensions from escalating.
1: Correct. They didn't. Right. Al- they didn't want Turkey invading Syria and right. escalating what was o- what was starting to become a simmering, um, a, si- a simmering fight between Kurds, ISIS, Turkey, the Assad regime, Russia, who had who has troops in Syria, mm-hmm. Iran, who has um, rebel um, rebel uh, terrorist backed, um, Hamas or Hezbollah huh. anyway so i'm rambling anyway the uh and then randomly erdogan and trump have this converse this phone conversation mm-hmm. and trump immediately announces over tweet that he's pulling all u.s forces out of syria mm-hmm. immediately the next day turkey crosses the border into syria and starts attacking the kurds right and now it's it's approaching genocide numbers in terms of death wow and a lot of people are including congressional Republicans are incredibly mad at the president for abandoning our longstanding allies in the region. Right. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what is, what, what's happening there. Um, in my, my opinion, I mean, you can make an argument. Tol- Tulsi Gabber definitely did that. This is not a place that United, we can't be there forever. Right. So we had to leave at some time and, you know, removing, Fifty to hundred U.S. Special Operations forces. This was this was going to happen, and this is going to happen anyway. We, keep, right. we can't continue to keep spending money in U.S. lives in that region. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's an opinion, right. and you can it, you can make that argument. I'm not going to say that that, that arguments argument is necessarily wrong, right, or right. But the fact that Trump, in order to sell it, has come up with some really low stuff, like saying that. Because well, the Kurds, we don't, we don't owe anything to the Kurds because they didn't help us in Normandy during World War II.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Oh, they, he, yeah, he said, <laughs> that, and they're not very good guys.
0: Well, neither. Are, oh, boy.
1: It's, it's, it's one thing to abandon them, but then to call into question their character and try to make them seem like bad guys so it justifies him leaving them out to dry. That's a, that's a whole nother level, yeah. And that's that's where it's just like, man, that's just that's disgusting, and that's destroying our credit. Honestly, yeah. that's destroying our credibility almost as much as abandoning them. On the, to the, I to mean, the Turkish army, and,
0: and and under this president, say there's there's conflict with other former allies, you know, for the last X amount of years, and for whatever reason let's use Italy as an example mm-hmm. and Italy's being attacked and we just shrug our shoulders and say, well, they weren't with us during world war two. So yeah, I mean, what is this? What precedence is this setting for this president and this administration Yeah, for him to just excuse things like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, obviously there's a difference between Kurds and in and, and Italy, but for him to just be like, well, I'm sorry. You guys weren't there for us before. Yeah. Yikes, dude.
1: Well, in another in another point, I think, in getting back to um, talking about how the U.S. and China can manipulate different yeah. countries, or not manipulate, but at least get them to do what they want, to, you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So here is a um, a letter from October 9th written to uh, President Erdogan from Trump. This was okay. released. Have you read this this letter? It says, "Dear Mr. President." This yes, is I Trump, did read Trump this. To Erdogan. Is this
0: before the phone call?
1: This is before the phone call. Okay. Let's work, let's, out, work, let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for s- destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson, who is a U.S. pastor that's being held in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I have worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. You make a great deal. General uh, Mazlum is willing to negotiate with you, and he is willing to make concessions that they would have never made in the past. That's a Turkish general. Yeah. uh, Sorry. a Curtis. Yeah. I am confidently enclosing a copy of this letter to me just received. I am confidently enclosing a copy of his letter to me just received. Mm. History will look upon you favorably. If you get this done the right and humane way, it will look upon you forever as the devil. If good things don't happen, don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool exclamation point. I will call you later. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. So clearly, he hasn't been able to convince Erdogan to back off of this. Right. He sa- yesterday, um, both Mike v- uh, uh Vice President Pence and Secretary of State Pompeo were flying to Turkey. Yeah. And Erdogan told him to turn around when I'm not I'm not, I'm not meeting with really with, with that delegation.
0: The BBC reported that uh Erdogan Erdogan? Erdogan. Erdogan. Erdogan threw Trump's Syria letter in the bin. Is what BBC posted four hours ago.
1: So, I thought this guy was tough, right? Right. I thought he was going to be the guy that would that's going to you know talk tough to our enemies and um, get them to you know their Obama was weak and he couldn't get anybody to do anything and nobody respected him and nobody respected U.S. power. Right. How is <laughs> this is embarrassing? Erdogan's literally
0: saying, "I'm good."
1: And what and what does this say to Russia, thinking Ooh. about expanding in Ukraine? What does it say about North Korea and their um, and their nuclear and their their nuclear amb- their nuclear expansion mm-hmm. or Iran and its nuclear ambitions?
0: Right. There's no. There's this is an example of like or this is demonstrating no reason to hesitate to push forward on anything because mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Send a strongly worded letter, a weakly worded letter. <laughs> 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 Just, hey, don't be a fool. Don't be a tough guy.
1: Yeah, well, it calls into question, right? That so, the, you want to try to resolve this peacefully? We don't yes. want a war with Turkey.
0: We don't want war at all.
1: So, <laughs> the United St- the United States, clearly doesn't have the economic capacity by itself right. to unilaterally force the hand of Turkey mm-hmm. or China, let alone China, yeah. North Korea, Iran, Iran. We Russia. have to have we have to have the coal. We have to have a coalition of other countries. But guess what? In a press conference yesterday, President Trump said that the EU is treating us worse than China is through trade. Oh so you're mar- my God! So you're going about <laughs> marginalizing the guess. V- I'm not saying that there isn't things that can be made better with the EU. Yes. But let's focus on more present dangers because we yes. need those people to help us. When once we calm down the Turkish situation, maybe get China under wrap, like you know backed into a corner a little bit then we can start to worry about the differences and the tensions we have between each other but they are far less than what we're dealing with around the world
0: well and the world is watching so when there are tensions between different groups or different nations and you have an aggressor aggressor pushing forward and the united states just throws their hands up and goes not my problem what's to say uh, if an aggressor comes to the United States, our allies throw their hands up and say, "Not our problem." Set by the example that they we are now demonstrating.
1: Oh. Yeah. So I, I agree. I mean, we we you have. Um, I think we're. I think we're long. We're probably a long way from that. Yeah. There's still a lot of ties that bind Western Europe to right. the United States. Right. But we're not we're not doing ourselves any favors no and we're definitely losing the ability to be able to keep um cold like cold wars from going hot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because a lot of it is built on our ability to get people to bandwagon with us mm-hmm. without the without the threat of force mm-hmm. and, and to show a unified front with the america with america with the united states at the forefront of that right and we don't we're we're losing their ability to show that unified front because it's showing fractures all over the place. Everywhere. And if he can't control the actions of Erdogan right. and Turkey, a supposed ally, how is he how are you going to go about trying to curb China's expansion in Africa or try to reel back Russia's expansion into the Ukraine? Mm-hmm how do you, you, you just, you're not going to, you're just not going to be able, you're just not right. going to be able to. Um, anyway, so I, I don't, I think Turkey should be removed. I think Turkey should be removed from NATO. Yeah. I'm going to read, I'm going to read the NATO. So this is the NATO charter that all nations signed. Okay. This is article one. Oh, I like this. The parties undertake at set forth in the charter of the United Nations to, this is, sorry, in the NATO, this is the NATO charter, but they do, the NATO and the United Nations have a really um, close, like, symbiotic relationship okay. with each other. Uh, the parties undertake, as set forth in the Charter of the United Nations, to settle any international dispute in which they may be involved by peaceful means in such a manner that international peace and security and justice are not endangered, and to refrain in their international relations from the threat of use of force in any manner inconsistent with the, with the purposes of the United Nations. Article two goes on to say the parties will contribute toward the further development of peaceful and friendly international relations by strengthening their free institutions, by bringing about a better understanding of the principles upon which these institutions are founded and by promoting conditions of stability and well-being. they will be, they will seek to eliminate conflict in their international economic policies and will encourage economic collaboration between any and all of them. I, I don't think, well, Turkey clearly doesn't have free institutions anymore. Right. And they're turning their back on democratic principles, right? And they're they're waging a war that is currently undermining international stability. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be allowed NATO anymore, right? They're clearly not abiding by the laws of the of the charter. Anyway, that's what that's kind of a hot take, but <laughs> I see I, I I ventured into into Fox News territory. Oh, uh, yesterday, yeah. to See what they're saying about this, mm-hmm. and a lot of the commenters, um, and even. A lot of the talking heads, the pundits, there are saying, "Well, what are we supposed to do? Yes, the Kurds are technically an ally, but Turkey is a NATO ally. Right. So who are we going to take the side on? We got to take the side on NATO. Well, I should, I, I would argue that Turkey shouldn't, shouldn't be, be in even be in NATO. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: So I mean, if the Kurds, who they label they the PKK. Right. They label a Tur- as a terrorist organization in response to the bombing of the Syrian Kurds, mm-hmm. lash out at Ankara, which is the, you know, or bomb anything. Right. That's technically an art- a breach of Article 5. Right. To which they could go to NATO and say, we want to invoke Article 5 against the Kurds. Then what happens? Mm-hmm. Do we, does the United, does, does the coalition of NATO then go like go and attack the Kurds? on an article because attack on one is attack on all. Right. So not only are they a threat to, are they turning against the principles that bind its member states of, you know, democracies and free institutions, but you're also, they're also a, a national, I think they're also posing a national security threat mm-hmm. to the, um, to all the member states as a, as a whole mm-hmm. by potentially dragging them into an unnecessary war.
0: Right. Yeah. I keep thinking about it. I don't know. It just seems so subjective. Like, who determines what's wrong in this? If you are if you sign this and you are abiding by these guidelines and rules, and then you're not, but you're still a part of the coalition, now you're supposed to just back and support the aggressor? And I think that's where you make a fair point when saying they shouldn't even be a part of it. Mm-hmm if they're being aggressive, turning their back on free pe- press, limiting free speech, arresting people, killing people. Yeah. You don't get to play.
1: Mhm. You don't get the benefits of collective yeah. security yeah. if you're if you're going to be one of the primary reasons why that collective security is being undermined.
0: Right, right.
1: So hmm. it's it's definitely a it's definitely a uh, it's a very tense situation. And I just I see these no. fractures
0: everywhere, dude. Mm-hmm. It's scary. And you know, I I made I made that comparison of like not other nations at maybe at some point not having our back. And like you said, we could be a long way from that. But it's just it's just as somebody who loves history and has studied history, you just have seen what can happen. And it's scary.
1: Well, it's, it shows you how fragile the whole system yes, is. Yes, absolutely. And it took 70 years of a lot of diplomatic work, mm-hmm. a lot of bloodshed to get to this, to get to the point where it was somewhat stable. And yeah. we hadn't had major war between the great powers in over 75, almost 80 years now. Right. And now you can see how fast within just a yes, couple of years. that's what I'm saying. All of that can, can, fall, all of that can fall apart. Yeah.
0: There's no stability. Everybody's just. I just think about our talks about you know self-interest and and uh, soft power and giving and taking and it's just it's scary. Mm-hmm.
1: It's not a. It, <laughs> it, I'm glad you can. I'm glad you're you're drawing upon all of that. Yeah, it, it it it's all relevant. It is. It uh, is. The you if you if you you can take you can if you're a realist you would say well this was inevitable. States are always going to pursue their own self-interest, and, right. all, and alliances right. are only ever um, are ad hoc at best, and they only last for as long as there is a collective threat. Right. Um, Ooh. So you could say, well, because there has been an absence of a collective threat since the fall of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. this was all an inevitable anyway. S- eventually, states were going to pursue their own s- their, their own diverging self-interests, and we were going to get this fractionalization. Um, a liberal, you know, an institutionalist would say, well, we would institutions would create environments that would that allow for long term gains to continue to happen. Right. That states would necessarily need to see their own self-interests met because they are actually in a way because within the institution creating a better environment for sustained success over a long period of time that the institution's success and their success within that institution becomes their self-interest
0: so kind of what i'm thinking about when you're saying that is like you were talking about um a collective group with uh with one um common enemy mm-hmm. if you will yeah. so but 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 through these institutions they're creating a collection maybe there isn't a con- common enemy to be like focused on but yeah. you're still creating that group mentality correct yeah correct you know exactly yeah
1: and, and an institutionalist would say that yeah. over time, that that in a way creates you know creates its own um, self reinforcing um, cooperation, right? Right. And cooperation doesn't become ad hoc in, in premise, it, and it it doesn't isn't um, uh, predicated on having uh, you know one thing to all work towards. It, it's a, it's a it's basically it, it becomes it's a self contained little community there. Yeah. Um, Ecosystem in the construct and then constructivists would take a next step and say, well, over time through shared cooperation and and communication and working together, that ideas start to spread. And then that it changes the way actors within the environment see themselves. Mm -hmm. And then that informs how they act. So over a long period of time, if the ethos of cooperation, we're going to do what's best for the community Mm -hmm. because that's how we see ourselves because over a long period of time um, that it, through mutual cooperation, those ideas have become, um, we've become, we grew up in those ideas and um, it's kind of like a real sociological look that over time, like we, that informs how we see ourselves within the environment. So therefore we act in that way. Mm. And over time, the, the ideas are, the ideas that are prevalent within the international system, mostly because of through these institutions allows for people to almost act naturally cooperative instead of aggressive mm-hmm. because of how they see themselves. I'm doing a really bad job of explaining <laughs> the um the the uh that particular school of thought, but right. that's kind of the more of a modern look at international mm-hmm, relations, mm-hmm. but <sighs> That was probably really really boring for most people, but
0: <laughs> well, I just think it's informative. It's a warning. Pay attention. Stay informed. Vote. Have civil discourse. Keep listening to our show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. Please.
0: Um It's kind of a downer. We'll bring it back up next week, sorry yeah. guys.
1: Yeah, just um Google North Atlantic Treaty. Yeah. Um, Council on Foreign Relations. If you're looking to re- look into this more, Council on Foreign Relations has r- really good articles talking about the differences, the different actors that are at play right now in Syria and Turkey, um, explaining who they are, their history. Um, Council on Foreign Relations is a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so you can go in and inform inform yourself a little bit right. about it, and it it's easy to read. Um, so.
0: All right. All right. Thanks for coming over, Jake. Of course. Thanks for teaching me some things.
1: Oh, I didn't. Oh, there's.
0: I mean, this is complicated. I don't know. I can't keep up with all this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I mean, LeBron James. No, well
1: that's ridiculous. And honestly, it's it's probably really boring for most people to listen to. Anyway, somebody told me who listened. They listen like uh-huh. every week. He's, he's like, I listen to you guys the first part of your guys's podcasts, but once you guys start talking about politics, I just I oh, just I hear turn that all it. the time. I just turn it. I hear
0: that so. all the time. That's okay.
1: So the people who stuck around, I'm um thank you. Yeah for sticking yeah, around to the yeah. end anyway. So
0: Um We uh I get that all the time. That's so funny. I don't care. I mean I appreciate people listening, but it's you know, I'll I'll end on this 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 little anecdote. So um there's kind of been some re shifting in the structure of the company that I work for mm-hmm. and their parent company. And um there's been some – I'm trying to think of how to word this carefully. There's been some uh, kind of um, – you can see how the restructuring has happened through the behaviors of the sales team. Okay. And so the the employees are starting to notice that things are operating a little differently. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm listening to everybody talk about and speculate on what they think is happening. Mm-hmm. Two minutes, Jake. It took me two minutes of internet research to find this. Uh, the SEC provided online the proposal, the investor proposal for the company that I work for, and it shows the restructuring of the the business mm-hmm. plan. Oh wow! So. I know exactly why they're seeing what they're seeing and what the broader implications of that are, but instead of going online and searching, everyone's panicking and speculating and worrying each other instead of just reading online, oh, okay, actually that kind of makes sense, Mm -hmm. but I'm not telling them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, you should start making bets. You'd be like, you know what I think is gonna happen next. I should
0: make bets, dude. But it's just like that, you know, and I, I was telling um my my boss, my manager about this, because I'm not trying to not that it's like a secret, because you can find it online, but I'm I'm not I'm in management you have to play within these mm-hmm. these uh parameters. So I'm talking to my manager about how it just took me two minutes of research to find out what is actually happening and I told him what they were doing, and he's like, Oh, okay, that actually makes sense. And, and it's just it's, I apply that to the way that I see society operate today. Without doing any inf- any research or anything, people just jump to conclusions. When you, if you just spent two minutes looking online, you can find the answers. Or if you get past me talking to Jake about his dog and you listen to what the hell we have to say at the end of the episode, you might also have some information instead of speculating.
1: That's a good point. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Say what you